0: I'm talking about the match. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. Just say they're backstage with... Um, yeah, yeah. I'm using Are my you?
1: joke. Don't take my joke out. Your joke is terrible. Just my sit. joke works.
2: Do it again. He's <laughs> just... He too.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Face for Wrestling video podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt.
2: And I'm Dr. The Wife.
0: We've had about a month gap between our last full episode, which means something must have come up.
2: Lots of stuff
0: have come up. We did a live stream a week ago to show you all the new setup, but we didn't really discuss what happened. Well, after nearly two years, I finally escaped my exile from Mongrovia and returned to Texas. I've had some recent real world job changes and has brought me back home where all three of us are able to record in person and can avoid using the Skype again. Unless
1: we just want to make it difficult for you.
0: So I'm going to get exiled again. (laughs) (laughs) We have made some changes in the audio for this and future shows. Hopefully it'll pay off on this episode. I know that we have a lot to talk about internally, but we have a huge show ahead
1: of us and I'm not shooting for a two hour review on this one. No, and if you want to see how good these microphones are before sitting through this entire episode, go check our 10-minute mission with Dr. The Wife, where she herself talks about the Mission Pro Wrestling show that we just went to live and in person. Pause this one, go check out that one, then come back. Yeah. And in Spanish. (laughs) Yes. ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? An excellent stable they are. They are. (laughs) They are the
0: best. It's Stardom's 8th Anniversary Show, and it's being held in Cora Hall on Monday, January 14, 2019, with an attendance of 910. Ten shy of being 920, which is 920 yen that you How need many? for stardom-world.com.
1: How many? 920. Not a lot of yen. On top of it being the 8th Anniversary Show for Stardom, it's also the 8th Anniversary of the Rise of Evil, as it's Mayu's 8th Anniversary Show as well. By far the largest crowd
0: we've seen so far, and it helps showcase how far stardom has come in just eight years for the fans watching at home on Samurai TV. We haven't made it into pay-per-view territory for stardom yet, so it's still a pre-tape. But everyone is in for a hell of a show as we have a stacked seven-match card leading up to another stardom year. There are four singles matches, two six-lady tag matches, and a gauntlet match. Three titles are on the line as well. For our opening match, Natsuko
1: takes on a debuting Saya E. Gorilla. Saya-Gurida. S- That's the thing you got to offensive. Saya-Ida. Yeah, we shoot back to the back to where Saya says, My name is Saya-Ida, and I make my debut today. I'm going to come at Natsuko-san with all of my strength and win. Please give me your support. I'll try my hardest. We then shoot over to Natsuko, who says, I'm Joshi Purosa's female warrior, Natsuko Tora. I was nominated to face Saya in her debut match. This is actually the third time I've faced someone in their debut. Each time, I remember my own debut and how nervous and worried I was. It's hard to have a happy feeling at the start, but during the match, it picks up. Today, I'll do my best to give Aida a match that makes me feel the happiness. I'll Do do my best.
2: Feel the happiness?
1: It was filled that happiness, but, you know, you know.
0: With streamers out of the way, even for the debuting rookie, and checks completed by Old Ref, we start with a respectful handshake that goes into a test of strength. Wrist watches back and forth, and we see the experience of Natsuko easily command the match. Gorilla did resist an Osaka crab for a good bit,
1: but manages to pull her away to the ropes for a break. Yeah, I like this break on the single-leb crab. As soon as it's broken, Old Ref grabs the top rope, jumps through the air to land on the other side to kneel down and check on her to make sure she's okay. I was just like, that was kind of unnecessary, but props to Old Ref for working it out. It's
0: Old Ref. He can pretty much do what he wants. Yeah. (laughs) Out of the corner from being worked over by Natsuko, Gorilla mounts a bit of offense to try and turn the tide of the match. She gets in a good set of drop kicks onto Natsuko and tries to finish it up with a body slam, but Natsuko overpowers it and
1: forces Gorilla to go back to the drop kick. She finally hits the body slam, but only gets a two. Yeah, and it's about this time that they kind of prove what Natsuko said at the beginning of the match, right? Because as the match was starting, you saw Saya even had to catch her breath. She was very nervous, very... But about this time in the match, Saya's in it. Like, she's in it. It's She doesn't look as shaken anymore. Natsuko's doing a good job of bringing her into her first match. Kudos to these ladies. There was some great back and forth and trading of pin reversals following Gorilla's body
0: slam. Natsuko misses a top rope splash and it looks like Gorilla is getting a bit overzealous with the fancy pinning here. After trying to argue with old ref, Natsuko picks up Gorilla and slams her in position for the top rope splash. Natsuko connects and easily gets the three in six seventeen.
1: Yeah, it was a really short match, but it was awesome for a debut match. They put Saya in there with somebody really good who carried her to six minutes of no botches, nothing bad, like I said... You could see as the match continued, she lost the nervousness. Kudos to Natsuko. She's really good, and I wouldn't be mad if they chose her for my debut match.
2: I thought it was a good opener, too. It wasn't too fast or too slow, and it really set the mood for the show. So I really enjoyed the pace.
0: It was definitely the shortest match of the night, and it serviced as a great opener. Gorilla's obviously nervous, and they made the right call putting her in a match with Natsuko, like you said, Matt. Yeah. Natsuko didn't look too arrogant for this match, but did have the look of a teacher in this match as well.
1: I was going to say that a, a bit. She had a little bit of heelish at first, but not enough to be full on heel. And how awesome is it that someone gets to debut on such an important show here? And not only that, but after the match was over, Natsuko gets on the mic and says, Korra and Hall, good morning. You guys okay? Anyways, Sayaida, congratulations on your debut. Your path to becoming a wonderful wrestler was born here. Let's both work hard together. Saya replies with, I'm Saya Aida, and I just made my debut. I may be small. She's got to be talking about height here because she's jacked even as a debut person. I may be small, but I will aim more and more to become a complete wrestler. Thank you for your support. Finally, please let me be in Jan.
2: Oh, (laughs) yeah, I saw that. I'm going to
1: be honest. I forgot she was a Jan for a little bit. I did too. 100%. Didn't
2: one of them say, Wait, I can't give you an answer to that. Come over here so someone doesn't get mad.
1: That's going to say, Natsuka says, Kiona-san, I can't decide. She might get angry because Jungle leads Jungle Assault Nation. Oh, I see. I see. So Jungle hops in the ring, shakes her hand, lets her in, and then all of Jungle gets in to celebrate together. So not only did she get to debut on an awesome spot, she got put in a pretty good group right off the bat.
0: Yeah, I actually had here. There was a time when I thought that there was a bit too much hype put into Gorilla at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But Future Me says it was worth the wait.
1: <laughs> Future Me. Hindsight being what it is. We cut
0: over to the back as we get ready for the gauntlet match. Did you notice that the twins are messing with Matt in this interview? Are they? Yes, they're both wearing the stardom shirt so they don't yeah, have to the Yeah, but the, I can tell the, in the
1: face. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned now. So we shoot to the back. And I like the way they do this for the gauntlet match. They all talk about... The match but they don't know what order they're coming in so they play them when they're going to be coming out so we have Alex who says today is the 8th anniversary and Star Kid I think she's talking about Starlight Kid there and I are ready for the matches Starlight says today is Stardom's 8th anniversary show I also have a new costume This was weird that she said she has a new costume because when I think of Starlight Kid this is the costume I think about typically Yeah. so it's weird that this is the debut of that I'm teaming with Alex, and we're in a gauntlet match. The other teams are Hina and Rina, Hanan and Uruaka, and Mary and Natsumi. I'm not sure what number we are, but I want to win. Let's do it. We then shoot over to Rina, who says, it's Stardom's 8th anniversary. We're in a gauntlet match. We haven't won a tag match yet, so we'd like to win today. Hina says, let's do our best. Oh, as they're still pushing that little catchphrase. Hina and Rina
0: make their way out first, and they are followed by Starlight and Alex. And look who's back. It's about damn time, race car ref.
1: Race car ref looking spiffy in his white polo.
0: He has been missed. We start with polite handshakes and race car ref kicks us off with Hina and Starlight. Reverse wristwatches to start off as Hina decides she's had enough with the technical stuff and gets the assist from Rena to start the dropkick train and hit the double arm bars number 56 and 12. Starlight gets everything under control and finally gets Alex in the ring. It looks like she's setting up Rena for a kick and Rena seems to be expecting the same thing. But Alex surprises everyone with a strange pinning attempt. It even caught racecar riff off guard a bit. Hena he gets in some wild looking elbows before tagging in Rena. Just wanted to point these out here. Mm-hmm. After some nice judo takedowns from Rena, Alex lands a nice looking springboard crossbody from the second row, but it only gets a two and attack to Starlight. Bit more of the double teaming from the twins to Starlight, but you can tell the gearing ramps up when Starlight is in. Rena is set up on the second rope and we get the 979 from Alex and the standing moonsaw from Starlight. We get a slight double team from Starlight and Alex, but it's only to break the twins up. It allows Starlight to nail the frog splash to Rena for the first elimination at 451.
1: Yeah, it was during this little run that I noticed that some of the camera angles are a little off for this show. Like, it's not bad botches or bad moves, but just the angles and the camera's in the wrong spot. Let's go
0: ahead and get this knocked out of the way now yeah. because it gets a little worse throughout the night. Yeah, and I don't want to have to keep talking about it. And that one camera on the side kind of looks like, I'm not trying to say we're any better because we only have webcams here, Yeah. but it looks like a webcam that's like overexposed.
1: One, it's like their, it's like their break kayfabe camera too. Cause like every time it shoots to it, it's like they're doing a kick and that weird angle is the only angle where the kick doesn't look like it kicks her in the face. You know what I mean? And, and that's my only complaint really about this show in general. Was just that one camera was in a weird spot. Next out
0: is Mari and Natsumi with their promo in picture-in-picture. In Picture. Race car ref does his checks again,
1: and we start with round two with Mari and Alex. Mari's on a microphone, and she says,
2: "Hello, friends. Mari Apache here, and I think in today's tag team, Mari Apache will be the winner as always. Thank you."
1: Yeah, and there's also a nice spot after that where she tries to get Natsumi to say something, and Natsumi just blows her off. And then they come down into the ring, and Madi stands in the corner as Natsumi and goes shake, you know, because they're all friends. So she's super friendly, and Maddie's like, nah, F this noise. <laughs> Race car ref
0: does his checks again, and we start with round two with Maddie and Alex. And my goodness, the start that these two ladies have. You could tell that each of them are more comfortable with each other. They swap out to Starlight and Natsumi, and they have a decent showing as well. Starlight does get a bit overzealous and gets tied up in the El Nudo by Natsumi.
1: Didn't we see the El Nudo recently? We saw it in person. <laughs> I, I like the spot, though. I like how Natsumi put it in, tagged in Maddie, Maddie and then Madi came in and sat on her and did the little pose. It was, it was a nice little change <laughs> yeah, of pace. It was cute.
0: While Madi has Alex in the bow and arrow, I just want to reiterate how it's nice to see Alex so comfortable with someone. I think this is the best we've seen her so far in stardom. Mm-hmm.
2: I like how she didn't have to hold back so much.
0: She's also getting more comfortable when she goes up top, as we see her hit her top rope drop kick with a little bit more ease this time.
1: I say, yeah, it looks like she's actually going for the moves now, instead of thinking about going for the moves mm-hmm. and then them not hitting quite the way they should. It's still kind of
0: weird to know that she's only what a year into wrestling here. Who? Yeah, Alex. Really? She's a rookie here. Yeah. Oh, okay. As Alex and Starlight appear to be cleaning house, Maddie just comes in and lays out Alex with a lariat, and that gets the second elimination at 8:58. i
1: was gonna say it seemed like maybe Alex owed Maddie some money off that clothesline. (laughs) She
2: did you see the one uh, where she gave her a boot to the face?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this clothesline, like, and I'm not, I'm not speculating. I'm just saying, they hit the clothesline, and then they, instead of doing the picture-in-picture, immediately shot to the back. I hope Alex is okay, because it looked like it cleaned her clock a little bit. Speaking Uh, of shooting to the back, we have Ruaka on the mic, who says, I'm not a Kappa, I'm a monster, I'm the 14-year-old future warrior, Ruaka. Hanan says, I'm the fairy from the Southern Islands. I think this is, what, the second time we've actually heard her call herself that? Maybe. Still don't know what it means. Ruaka says, this is the second time we've teamed up. We may be from different units, but we'll try our best.
0: Race car ref starts the last part, and Hanen and Monster clear the ring to gang up on Natsumi. Judo flip out of the corner from Hanen, and she starts taking even more to Natsumi. After a dropkick from running off the ropes, Natsumi gets her bearing straight and bowls over Hanan before she can start going around the ring with them. Nice wristwatch DDT takedown from Natsumi to Hanen. Mighty comes in, and Hanan gets out of the way of a flying Mighty to tag in Monster. A cross Mighty from Monster, but Mighty is up to lay her out from doing it again. She follows up with the running barrel roll. After some running drop kicks from Natsumi, she ties Monster up in the El Nudo to jump on her. Off the ropes, Natsumi hits Monster with a Herakurana that she rolls into a schoolgirl that gets the three in
1: 11.58. This was a pretty good match. My only complaint about the match overall is I probably would have had the Mary Natsumi-Alex Starlight Kid be the final match. It the pacing would have been a little bit better, I think. Because um, that one was really high speed, really more energetic than the final one ended up being. But other than that, like this was a great way to showcase all these all these girls, get them a chance to get out there and, and do their thing. So I, I'm big ups.
2: I enjoyed it too, but I, I had lots of question marks over my head when I saw the, the post-match Karate. situation. Oh, yeah,
1: the post-match where Natsumi went to give her mom a hug, jumped up into her arms. Maddie, give her the hug. But then threw her down and ran away. Yeah. Doctor, my wife, I have some bad news for you.
2: What?
1: It's
0: time to say goodbye to Mighty Apache and her daughter Natsumi. After having been in stardom since July of 2017, both would make their way back to Mexico. As of this recording, they would only have about 9 or 10 matches since their stardom departure to the current day that we're recording. But if you look hard enough, Mighty remains pretty active on Facebook and looks to be having a wonderful life. Good for them.
2: I'm looking her up right now.
0: What a strange duo, though. When Matt and I first started getting into stardom and figuring out who everyone was, we would have never pinned Natsumi being Madi's daughter. No. And we both got proven wrong by Madi
1: and Natsumi in a good way over time as well. Yeah, definitely with Madi. Like I said, we've we talked to, we've touched on it before. When we first started doing this, we were kind of cynical internet wrestling fans, typical. We saw Madi and was like, oh, she's going to be the drizzling. But then, like, the first match... It was like, oh, wait, no, we, we 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 are in the wrong here. And because of Maddie, we actually give everybody a chance now. So big props to Maddie. Uh, I've loved the stardom run that she we've seen of her that we've covered on here and the stuff that we've seen that we haven't covered on here. So props to her. Mission pro. Mission pro. Maddie pro. <laughs> I, I mean, Natsumi I would fit right in. Let's be real. Both of them would. And Maddie would be great to help, like, at the dog pound maybe. And they're close by. They are. <laughs> <Road> trip? <laughs> Kidnap road? Trip? No, we get our asses kicked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: Up next is Oidotai, Hazuki, Jamie, and Natsu against Tokyo Cyber Squad,
1: Hana, Bobby, and Sadie. Matt. We shoot back to the TCS locker room where Marty immediately makes Waldo a liar by appearing one last time to say...
2: Hello, friends. Here we are with an impressive top-tier group right now. And today, we will not be the exception. We are here, and we will win.
1: We then shoot over to Sadie, or as Waldo likes to call her, Sadie. Sadie. says, Konnichiwa, we're here to kick ass. Bobby says, nervous, excited, ready. Hanna says, looking forward to this. Pretty simple promos from everybody. We then shoot over to Jamie, who I realized on this, has never said less than five minutes worth of talking. She gets on the mic and say, Hi, today is a big day for Odiotai. Kigetsu is the main event, and she's got a challenge for the title. But my buddies are here. We have a tag match. And we're against Hana and the Tokyo Cyber Squad. And correct me if I'm wrong, but since we've been reviewing it, this is the actual first time they refer to them as the Tokyo Cyber Squad. Yep, this is it. Or whatever the hell they're called. But we're a better team. tie has been around forever, and I've just joined... But I feel we get along really well. We have good chemistry, good pals already, so we're going to pick up the win. Right at the end
0: of the TCS promo, did Sadie try to make a gang
1: symbol? I don't know. I think they all kind of made symbols. It was weird. Yeah. Hanan, like, at the last second decided to shoot the camera with finger guns, so, like, they were all trying to figure out what they were trying to do. (laughs) I said it's the first time as TCS, and they're still figuring it out.
0: Oidotai getting ready to make their entrance, and we see Japanese Jack Tunney at the back table fiddling with his phone. (laughs) Good for him. Good for him. And I can't quite make out what's on Natsu's sign due to the lights at first, but I do get a better picture later on, and it says, Costume Maji Ga Emashita. And then on the back it says, Oidotai. Basically, sorry about the costume. Guess who showed up
1: late to the show and didn't have anything? (laughs) By her sign, he means she was wearing this on her body. Not carrying a sign. She actually had these two poster boards taped to her stomach and back that said these things. But everyone in Oidotai is out, and they let
0: Jamie lead them to the ring. We get an Oidotai dance that seems to be to power Jamie up, I guess. Yeah, I think this is Jamie's first dance, so they, oh, okay. it was the way they were working her into it. I will say Jamie did a better job at the dance than uh, recently returning to wrestling Session Moth. Yeah, but the Session Moth dance. <laughs> in her defense, she was probably drunk. <laughs> No, not a problem. She was drunk. After all the intros and such, race car ref loses order as
1: Oedotai rushes TCS and focus solely on Bobby. Well, actually, we get a little bit of fun at the beginning of a match because it is a Natsu match. So she initially, after she does her intro, tries to join the TCS team. So they push her down real quick and don't let her join. And then as they do the streamers for Hana... They try to clean up the streamers afterwards. I was going to see. If she you were once going to again this. attacks them and steals the streamers and just won't let them take them. Oh, sorry, they were Hazuki streamers. She wouldn't let him take Hazuki streamers. Jamie is quick to remind Bobby that she was the one that betrayed them. Now is on
0: the outside with some assistance, as Bobby appears to be getting her bearing straight. And we are straight to the outside with everyone everywhere. It does let us get a good shot of all the people in attendance as Hana walks Hazuki up the stands. Strange for an oido match to have that going on. It's something in the ring as well as Jamie and Bobby are still there. Yeah, they were kind of like,
1: no, we don't, we don't want to do that. We're going to stay in here and, and fight. Bobby reaches his end to tag Hana. Wait a minute. How?
0: When? She was just in row Z.
1: Uh, teleportation?
0: <laughs> it sees a double-team bow and arrow from Hana and Bobby to be put on Jamie, but I don't think
1: Bobby was ready for it. No, and you have the interesting thing where Hana there plays it off and starts saying that it was all um, Jamie's fault and tells the crowd that she sucks. And the, Did Yeah, she, she started it? it. Yeah, she started it, but she was blaming it on Jamie and not her partner who actually messed it up, which is oh. pretty good. Jamie stops Hana's offense with a more
0: improved backbreaker from the last show. She tags in a and she gets overrun with TCS until a run-up into the corner from an Irish whip and double dropkick to Hana and Sadie. Sadie? Sadie? Sadie. See? Sadie. Sadie. Got it. Her attention turns to Hana as Oidotai try to keep the ring clear. But Bobby is in for the save until a code breaker to the face and then Huzuki continues like nothing happened. Yeah. That is until Hana starts with the kicks. Yeah. Hana takes Sadie in and she goes for the gymnastic butt to the face in the
1: corner. I don't know what the name of this is. Do you, Matt? It's a. I do. It's like a springboard back elbow, is what it is. After a quick showboating. She whips Hazuki out of the corner. Yeah, she kind of did the Roman Reigns punch the ground power up. We will not be splicing. <laughs> and then went for a handstand into a head scissors? Yes. Word. Hazuki reverses a suplex attempt into a
0: DDT and quickly goes for a tag to Netsu. She assists Hazuki and Jamie in keeping Sadie down in the corner and gets the crowd going for her Bronco Buster. When Natsu is done, she rolls Sadie out of the corner for a surround sound dropkick. Bit of a comeback from Sadie until Jamie and Hazuki issue a rejection. After a two count, Hana comes in to dropkick Natsu in the face, and we get a bit of a mix up until Sadie drops everyone by mystifying them with the fanciest kip up. Like a three step kip up, which
1: I've never seen before in my life. After a clothesline, Sadie powers up and crashes into everyone outside. Not everyone. Did you notice? Hana was smart. She was standing to the side applauding. (laughs) I think Sadie forgot she was legal because you see Hana pick her up
0: from the side Mm -hmm. and guide her back into the ring after Natsu is rolled in. Sadie goes
1: up top and lands a moonsault for the three in 930. I have a complaint. Okay. I don't like to be negative, but I have a complaint. Damn it, Sadie. She was holding her shoulder up as the ref was making the count. I know. I'm like, come on, dude. Why? Why? Other than that, this was a pretty quick-paced, fun match. Just why would you hold your opponent's shoulder up when the ref is making the three count? I, 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 Anyways, moving on. It was a good match. It put everyone in a good light and continues the story of the newly formed TCS and their feud with Oidota. Yeah, they did a good build for everybody in this match. Everybody got some time to work. Hazuki proved to be the worker once again. Natsu is so much fun. She's quickly becoming one of my top ten favorites. Doctor to the wife
2: no it was a really good match i I enjoyed the athletic and athletic ability of sadie um i know that the flip over the rope caught me by surprise i never saw i've never seen that before so i I was enjoying that um but uh, hazuki yeah she really did surprise me i'm thoroughly enjoying her more and more every time i see her in the in the ring
0: our next match has two originals from when stardom first started, with Mayu being with the promotion the entire time as their top face. It stars Mayu, Arisa, and Saki against QQ of Konami, B, and Izumi. Mayu is still injured, and it's surprising to see her in this match. Seeing as it's the anniversary show, I can kind of understand why she did it. Still a bit of a risk considering it's still a bit longer before she's back in singles action again.
1: Yeah, but not only that, she proves to be a hill as they named the match after her. It's the... Mayu Iwatani, 8th anniversary match. Only a heel would have a match named after them. <laughs> uh, we shoot to the back where Konami says, It's Stardom's 8th anniversary. Congratulations. We're at Koriku and Hall, and it's Mayu Ayutani's return. While it's Stardom's 8th anniversary, it's also Mayu's 8th anniversary. Regardless, QQ will be victorious. We then shoot over to Mayu, who looks to be the most fired up I think we've ever seen her in a promo. Where Mayu says, it's Stardom's 8th anniversary and we've got the old members together. She tries to do the uh, Stardom hand symbol and somehow messes up and do the audio tie symbol. I don't know <laughs> how you can fuse an S and an O. But, you know, it's Mayu, so it is what it is. She then says, first generation, and her and Arisa raise their hands. Second generation, Saki raises her hand. You're in a good mood. We're older members, but it's our first time, the three of us together. That kind of blew my mind, again, because we've seen them work so much after this that I didn't realize this is the first time the three of them teamed up together. Yep. So just kind of crazy. Um, Arisa then says, I fought against Saki a lot. She was a heel back then. Foreshadowing. Today is Stardom's eighth anniversary, Mayu's eighth anniversary, and Return also. Mayu says, I'm not sure what will happen. And I worry a little that I might not be able to move. But I have partners I can count on. You've gotten especially strong lately, she says to Saki. Saki says, we'll drag your butt back to the corner if you can't move. Arisa says, if Mayu can't move, we'll get it done. And then, just to prove me right, a little bit of heel Mayu pops out. And she says, a little selfishly, I want to beat up everyone. That's a total heel saying right there. And then that's it face into them. That's all I got. That's how we end the promo. I want to beat up everyone. A Stellar Stars and Mayu interview
0: to lead us into this match. <laughs> and the streamers were actually very well on point for this. It actually took a whole team to de-streamer Mayu. Yeah. There was like four people pulling streamers off over. Of we start with Mayu and Azumi, and there is no disappointment at all as these two ladies are showing that they are the best. Yeah. QQ come in to break it up and they start pummeling Mayu in the corner. B is in as she starts targeting the knee of Mayu to try and slow her down. Konami follows the tactic and looks to be putting Mayu in a bit of trouble. The stars come in to help Mayu finally, and they hit a nice stereo dropkick to Konami in the dead center of the ring. Mayu finally gets the chance to tag out and Saki is in. But she doesn't have much offense as Konami and QQ take back over again. They focus on her like they did with Mayu, but it's with Saki's arm. And this lets B shine even brighter for a bit with her amazing curb stomps to the elbow. Saki manages to break free for some air as she tilt-a-whirls Konami off the ropes. After a running kick to Konami in the ropes, she tags in Arisa, who is ready to give the business until a surprise Izumi appears. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) She she
0: is tiny. I can see her just popping out of a bush, kicking somebody in the face and running away. (laughs) Mayu and Arissa reverse the double Irish whips out of the corner from B and Azumi, and set up some stiff looking hits in the corner themselves. Mm. Konami's double foot stomp to the head of Arissa always looks amazing. Yeah. Orissa dodges a running sidekick from B and tries for a roll up. The two then reverse a little and B locks in a head scissors with
1: a double arm pull. Yeah, I called that the double arm bar head triangle. It looked painful.
2: <laughs> yes. It's
1: like Orissa really appeared to be in pain during this move.
2: Did you, did you guys notice something in this, in this particular match? The audience was more animated and was actually more vocal.
1: Oh, they lit up. Oh yeah, yeah. Not saying that the other matches were bad, but this is the first big match of an all-big match card. Right.
0: Arisa makes the ropes to avoid being submitted and goes into a kick-fest with B. It sees Arisa land the flying stutter kick from the top. Stars try to prevent the pin breakup, but can't. As Mayu was innocently walking back to the corner, Konami got in her way and tried to make it look like Mayu attacked her. No, that's not what
2: happened. a little too passionate about <laughs> that. Mayu,
1: Mayu ran over and attacked Konami for no reason.
2: Oh, she just ran into her fists and her feet.
1: That I was... have no idea what y'all are talking about there. Beautiful series from Mayu out
0: of the corner to attempt a roll up on B, and it's awesome to see B keep up with everyone here too. Yeah, she is really in a league of her own as far as foreigners go in stardom. Yeah, she breaks out another unique move as she has Mayu on her shoulders, crosses her arms, and lands a. Backslam pin. Yeah, that's the, the
1: Queen's Landing. That's her finish
0: Is race. that okay, because I have here, does this have a name? Yeah. The chaos has cleared up a little bit in the ring, but Azumi is up
1: top to crossbody Mayu. They reverse a little bit and exchange kicks to the head. Somehow in this exchange, Mayu and Izumi out kicked everybody else in this match. They were kicking the crap out of each other. Mayu, apparently having the stiffer kick, comes out the winner.
0: And she's setting up for a running kick to Izumi from the other rows. QQ comes in and just starts mugging Mayu. Returning the favor. All three QQ members are in and they stereo kick Mayu down and she kicks out at 2 and 99 100s Saki springboards off the second rope and gets B and Konami in a double bulldog. I Okay, that looked
1: nice. Yeah, because Savior Saki can do no wrong.
0: But it was after that it took her 20 minutes to get in and actually help. She was in the match earlier. She tagged out. Nice fly to the outside from Saki as Orisa is holding everyone down for her. In the ring, Mayu is still wrestling Izumi. Izumi comes off the ropes and tries for her Karana, but Mayu changes it into a release jackknife. And Izumi is staggering to get up from that one, too. Yeah. Ooh. Mayu slips behind Izumi and picks her up. I thought this was going to be a suplex, but it's a something submission. It was
1: a dragon sleeper, but like, I don't know if you'd call it elevated, because she actually had... Azumi's knees on her knees and was holding her off the ground while applying the dragon sleeper. Amazing. That's my favorite submission move anyways. That extra bit of torque she's getting, kudos, kudos to both women. Mayu releases
0: it, and with her knee injury, goes up for a flying moonsault that caught all the air. Yeah. And that gets the three for stars in 1407. Jeez, Mayu. There are some that use tag matches to help stay in the ring while avoiding undue stress on lingering
1: injuries. Then there's Mayu. I feel like this was... She, she took it upon herself. It's the 8th anniversary. She feels like people are there to see her. She can't just stand there in the corner. She's got to put the work in.
0: So, obviously, if she wasn't injured, she'd be in the one of the top one-on-one single matches
1: on the card. Possibly, yeah.
0: But she really pushed herself here to be at this show and not disappoint anyone. Mm. And somehow didn't injure herself any worse. Well, I mean, she did disappoint QQ.
1: They were looking for that win. Good. Good.
2: I, I like this, though. I mean, it starts out high-paced and occasionally hits to the corner, keep the competition in control. But overall, I thought it was a very kick-ass match with all the counters and the reversals.
1: Yeah, yeah. I honestly thought Mayu was going to be out of it more, and we'd see more of Arisa and Saki. But all six ladies were high-paced the entire time. I, I wouldn't have guessed Mayu was still injured. I would assume she was going to be at the next show ready to wrestle again. Still a little bit before we get her in a singles match. yeah. yeah.
0: It was this match that was kind of the halfway point in the show because this is where the gears really start ramping up. Yeah,
1: we're no longer doing the um, kind of those training matches where you give everybody a chance to work. We're now at the... Almost like the first half of the card was new stardom, recent.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And the second half of the card, we're here for business. This is stardom, yeah. The next match is the second singles match of the night and sees Utami and Viper wrestle for the Stardom Wrestling Alliance women's title and Pro Wrestling Eves International Championship. Strange to see two singles championships be defended in a single match. We know that the SWA title has to be defended to a wrestler from a different country than the holder under the supervision of an executive from one of the alliance companies. But the Pro Wrestling Eve International Championship has no kind of stipulation. But it's a huge-ass title belt, and I like it. Yeah, it looks good on Viper.
1: We shoot back to the back where Utami says, Viper and I are in the same unit, but today I go after both of her titles. This will be my biggest challenge since my debut. Viper may be bigger and more powerful, but I am bringing everything I've got. And I think it was at this moment that I realized it was for both belts, because I think when she originally challenged her, it was just for the SWA, wasn't it? The original challenge was, yes. Yeah, so I, I don't know if Viper won the Eve International in between now and then or what, but... She's had it for a minute. Oh, okay. Well, so it was she... just nice to see them both on the line so then. she
2: was getting both belts.
1: If she wins, yeah.
2: I was wondering about that.
1: Um, we then shoot to Viper, who says, Today we're at Kouroukouin Hall, and I have a double title match against Utami. This is my first defense. No, this is, this is the first time she's had it, I think. The SWA? Yeah. No, okay. the Eve International. Ah. This is my first defense for the Eve belt, so this is important to me. A lot of times here in Kouroukouin, I've been so focused on the win, I haven't enjoyed myself. Today I'm going to enjoy everything. I'm not going to take anything away from Utami. She's young, but she's worked so hard to be here. And no matter what happens today, she is going to be successful in the future.
2: I'm surprised you got all of that because usually both of you are getting on to her.
1: No, I have no problems with Viper. No. Sometimes I have problems with Jamie, but he has the problem with Viper. He doesn't speak Scottish slang. Yeah, I, I can't really understand what she's
0: saying sometimes. Yeah. The ladies make their way out, and Utami already has the Future of Stardom championship and one half of the Goddess of Stardom championship. We are definitely seeing the meteoric rise of Utami here. Yeah, Viper looks like an absolute beast coming out with her title belts and not with her hair rolled up like an elementary student.
2: You know what, though? Viper really made Utami work for that.
0: Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Race Car ref starts us off with this QQ title matchup. Viper starts off by showing everyone that she is bigger and stronger of the two, requiring Utami to be a bit more smart and technical in their match. Yeah. But I have to be honest, it would appear that Utami didn't catch up on that until a little bit into the match, Yeah. <laughs> because Viper is just able to walk her around the ring and do whatever she wants for the most part. Yeah, there's a nice slow build at the beginning of this. It's not until Viper body slams Utami and she rolls out of the way of a Viper backdrop that Utami looks to start gaining the upper hand. But it shut down quick as Viper rolls her to the outside and looks to walk and brawl with her. Utami ducks out of a Viper barrel roll into the chairs. We have to say farewell to another fallen
1: chair here. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I actually have that in my notes. I'm like, and there goes another chair.
1: RIP, Q and hall Chair. <laughs> you will be missed, but you join your brethren in a better place.
0: It lets Utami try to get things a bit of control as she rolls Viper back into the ring. Utami goes to the second rope for a drop kick after a Russian leg sweep and follows up with a headlock to try and choke Viper out. But Viper backpack carries Utami into the corner to knock her off. Utami ducks out of the way of Viper trying for a barrel roll into the corner again and Utami tries to shift the match into her favor. But Viper catches her off the ropes for a power slam into a pin that only gets a two after being rolled into a nice reversal for a two as well. Mm -hmm. Sticking with being the smarter wrestler in the match, Utami tries for a belly to back suplex on the Viper.
1: (laughs) Smarter? (laughs) You said?
0: She is whipped into corner for her troubles and given a running barrel roll.
2: The way I saw it was that Viper was pretty much tenderizing Utami with all those drops and falls and things like that.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Viper is visibly frustrated with not being able to pin Utami and get the win and goes up top out of desperation. Utami matches this desperation by
1: grabbing Viper across the shoulders and slams her onto the mat. This looked a bit rough. No, see, I actually like this spot because they went, instead of Utami trying to carry Viper around, they just went straight over. It looked like it was going to be dangerous, but since they just went straight over, they had full control the whole time, and Utami looks like a beast without having to actually put them in more danger.
0: Oh, it looked phenomenal. Yeah. Utami tries for a belly to back suplex again, and Viper issues a headbutt after breaking away, and then shows Utami how to properly suplex. Another flying barrel roll, and Viper hits the Viper Bomb off the second rope. But Utami is being a bit stubborn and refuses to lose. After a little taunting, Viper goes all the way up to the top
1: and flies off for a splash. She misses as Utami rolls out of the way. But she did it with ease. And they did such a good spot on this again. Viper jumped far enough past her to where Tommy could roll out, and they never even came close to hitting each other, and it looked so much better because of this. Tommy sees a chance and gets behind Viper for a choke.
0: This choke stayed on for a bit,
1: too.
0: Tommy mm-hmm. finally thinks that she's got Viper
1: where she wants her and connects with the belly-to-back suplex
0: to my and the crowd's amazement.
1: Yeah, I think it was a bit of a German suplex, and... Like we were talking about earlier, since they didn't have Utami go beast mode throughout the entirety of the match, the one spot on the top rope and now this spot made Utami look so much stronger. And it's safe because she still has her strength from the entire match. Whereas if she'd have been trying these power moves out the entire time, she might not have got it off as cleanly as she did here. And it looked amazing. And that's enough for Utami to get the three in
0: 1125 to become the new SWA and Pro Wrestling Eve International Champion. You
2: know, uh, with all the talk about Utami attempting to pick up Viper, I actually had it in my notes that she needed to let go of trying to pick up Viper because she made made all the attempts the whole night, and then out of nowhere when she does actually succeed, I was floored. I Mm -hmm. really was floored because I wasn't expecting her to actually make it happen and then pin her after that.
1: Yeah, they built this match perfectly, slow build into a couple power moves for Utami, and now neither one of them look weak. They both look amazing coming out of this match.
0: I mentioned earlier that we are seeing a sudden Utami focus, and to me, I think this is where Stardom knew they could really depend on her in the future. She still seems a little shy in her interviews, but to be fair, she's actually been cut off a lot of the times and not given much time prior to this. Yeah, This match was a bit slower than most Stardom matches, but it was also unique in that Utami got to be in the role of David against the Goliath of Viper. Utami stands out among the starting roster as not being the smallest, and this was an interesting way to build her up while not taking away from
1: either lady. Yeah, so we get the end of the match as Utami's laying there. She's got her trophy. She's got her streamers. When all of a sudden, Viper comes in, grabs her by the... What do you call these? Uh, Lapels? You sure? I you think it's about it to be collar, an attack? Yeah. yeah, by her collar. You think it's about to be an attack? But the two warriors... Embracing a hug and show of friendship. They're not going to break up. QQ is still good to go. Nice little ending to this match.
2: I actually thought it was funny because Utami looked visibly scared. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't think she cleared it with Utami first. (laughs) It's Matt's main event time as we see Tam challenge Momo for the white belt.
1: Uh, It should have been. What are you talking about? This is the main event. This is the (laughs) last match. Is there more after this? Did I miss something? We shoot into the back where Tam says. I felt, by the way, I want to point out, we're getting a very different Tam than some of the other Tams. This is a very serious Tam. She says, I fell into despair a year ago when I lost the Loser Leaves unit match. I have to show that it's not Tam Nakano with Mayu Iwatani. It's just Tam Nakano tonight. I need to do this fight by myself. Maybe that's a little different from the road that led me here. I'm going to stand in that ring, Tam Nakano, and go after all I've fought for. I'm going to grab it. Stardom dream. All you needed to say, awesome promo by Tam. Very serious, Tam. I, we haven't seen that before now. Maybe a little bit of deathmatch, Tam, but we didn't cover that, so this is the first time we've seen it. Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> we then shoot over to Momo, who's also all serious. says, today is my ninth defense. I take on Tam DeCono one year later. I'm going to prove that Stars is nothing without Mayu, and I'm ready. <laughs> there was one thing that took away a little bit from in this interview that Tam did. What's up? It sounded like somebody was having a temper tantrum in the back. It was on Tam and Momo's, both of theirs. There was just really loud. Like, stomping, it sounded like slamming in the Stomping, lockers. Yeah, like, I don't know what was going on there. It did pull me out a little bit, but I was focused on what Tam was saying, so I was able yeah, to. Yeah, I, I just have here, it must be why
0: Momo did her interview somewhere else.
1: Maybe, yeah. It was a little quieter, but it was still loud. Tam is out first with her artist
0: title and p to support her. You can see the concern on her face for this match as she knows she's going to have to work for anything that she tries to get tonight. Mm -hmm. As with the last match, we have Japanese Jack Tunney with Tam and Momo to show everyone that the white belt is on the line. And Old Ref is in the ring with a look on his face that expresses the same visual for joy as it does concern. Tam and Momo start off softly with some test kicks before starting to swing for the heads and shift into stiff elbows. A snapmare from Tam to Momo sees her trade places and issue a few kicks to the back after being in the same position herself. Weird, the side camera takes over as Momo is trying to roll away from Tam and it's a bit zoomed in and overexposed like we were talking about yeah. earlier. Beautiful drop kicks from Momo to Tam in the corner. She plants a firm foot in Tam's chest after old ref five counts her for stretching Tam's head over the rope. Yeah. And for a minute there, it looks like Momo is just stalking Tam around the ring and making sure she's firmly in charge of the match. With things like taunting kicks straight in the butt of Tam while she's in the ropes.
1: Yeah, she's somehow being cocky, but not cocky. It's, it's weird. You have to watch it to see it because she's not being Methodically over- taking her down. Yeah, it's more methodic than cocky. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Momo
0: makes a mistake by whipping Tam into the opposite corner, and we see a flying cutter off the ropes from Tam to Momo. Love that move. There was a weird setup going on and I couldn't figure out what it was until Tam just threw her body down to the mat while tied up in Momo's legs. It's a reverse figure yon.
1: Yeah, I have it as Tam's twisted figure four sharpshooter combo. This looked pretty painful. It looked cool as shit though. <laughs> Momo
0: doesn't tap out from it so Tam puts her in the ropes to start attacking that right knee and leg. Yeah. Momo stops her momentum with a drop kick and starts returning the favors. How do you stop being reversed on an Irish whip? Do what Momo did and rock bottom your opponent. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Tam finds the strength to work out a PKO on a Momo while she's going up the ropes and follows it up with the jump knees to the back. Mm -hmm. Small back and forth until the ladies knock each other silly with duo kicks to the head. Tam is the first one up and she tries her best to make it work. But Momo counters with her modified knee lift thaz press and locks Tam into reverse armbar number four. Tam makes the ropes and just flops out of the ring. She starts to stand up, and Momo is on the apron to give her a running sidekick, and Tam just falls straight to the floor onto her back. Yeah, they're not giving each other a breath in this one. It, it's nonstop. The ladies struggle outside until Tam gets the upper hand with a German suplex on the outside. She rolls Momo in and
1: flies from the top to connect with the knee to the face. I gotta say too, that German onto the mats outside, those mats did not seem very protective. Momo dodges a knee
0: from Tam, and the ladies go into a contest focused on brute force. Momo ducks a clothesline and hooks Tam into a double underhook German release suplex. Both ladies are gassed, and Momo locks in a chicken wing that somehow manages to suplex Tam with. But when she goes for it again, Tam reverses it and rolls Momo through for a roll-up. This was amazing. Yeah. The story of Tam just not having quite enough to put Momo away continues as she gets another two count after another double underhook German suplex. Tam gets Momo up and lays in some kicks, but she's too exhausted to think straight. She puts Momo on the top turnbuckle and goes for the German suplex again, but Momo elbows to freedom and it gives her the opportunity
1: to hit the Flying Knees. What's the name of this? The Flying Knees? Yeah. Uh, The Flying Knees. Okay. But I will say, it wasn't belly to back, so she was going for her Germans. She was going for the Tiger Suplex, which is her finisher. Everyone bought this was the end of the match. Yeah. I bought this was
0: the end of the match. But it's still going for a little bit as Momo is straight putting a choke to Tam. From choke to suplex to two in 99-100s, they got me again. Mm Mm-hmm. But the next suplex is enough to get Momo the victory for her ninth defense of the Wonder of Stardom Championship
1: in 1654. So, we've joked in the past about how we wanted this to be an Iron Woman match, but to do so, they would have to wear full iron gear to protect themselves. Splicey. But honestly, if this had been a 60-minute Iron Woman match, I do believe both competitors would have been dead. (laughs) They both put everything they had into this match. It was... Brutal's not the right word, because it wasn't brutal. It was just captivating... I have one note in the entire thing, and that was Tam's Twisted Figure 4 sharpshooter combo. Because everything else, I was just so focused on the match and watching what was happening. They drew me in. They both look exhausted after this match. And I stand by the fact that these two women are probably the best in the company at making other people look good. And so therefore, when you have this combination, they make each other look amazing. This was a hell of a match. Highly recommend you go out of your way to check this match out.
2: You know, when I first started watching this, I thought, wow, Tam looks so different without her normal look. But I think that was a foreshadowing to what you were saying Mm -hmm. with with how focused and serious she was for this match. So uh, some of the things that I noticed was the fact that uh, they really concentrated on uh, wearing each other out, more so in the limbs because they just for the whole match they just seemed to be going back and forth chipping away at each other so it started off slow but it really picked up quickly and then one of the things that I also noticed here was that overall it was a good match Tam showed herself to be a really strong fighter and I'm not sure if anybody noticed this Waldo's favorite wrestler was coaching on the sidelines I meant Saki (laughs)
1: Yeah, Saki, she had the support of Saki and Arisa throughout the entirety of the match. They were running back and forth to whichever side Momo happened to be on, yelling encouragement towards her. I did notice that. But before we go to the post-match stuff, I just want to say, too, I literally had to take a 30-minute break after this match because I did not want to judge the main event after what I just saw. Like, I was that big a fan of this movie.
2: What was your palate cleanser then?
1: I smoked cigarettes, and uh, I think I watched some YouTube videos. Because oh, it was just like, I was like, I, I can't, I don't want to be, because I, I know Kigetsu and Jungle are great, and they're going to bring it, but I didn't want to judge them based off of what I just saw. These are my two favorite wrestlers wrestling, and they both pulled it off amazingly.
2: You know, interestingly, I just noticed that I probably did the same thing because I took a day off from watching the rest of the show. Yeah.
1: So, for the post-match stuff, we are we have Momo with a mic who says, My ninth defense was successful. It's a shame this wasn't the main event. I agree with you there, Momo. But hey, Tam Nakano, I could feel how much you wanted to win. You're not at my level yet. Please do your best to catch up with me. Subtle heelness there. You did good, but I'm just better than you. I like it. Tam then says, I lost today, but you have to admit that S.T.A.R.S. is not just my you. And you could hear the passion in her voice when she's yelling this. You know what I'm saying?
2: Did she also say, do you understand?
1: Yeah, do you understand? (laughs) I won't give up. I won't stop coming for that white belt. I'm going to do my best, so please be waiting. Not only does she want this white belt, she wants it from Momo. We then find out that not only did we need a break after this, they smartly added in a little bit of break to the show As Jamie and Sadie hit the ring to carry on this promo, to let the crowd kind of come down a little bit before we get to the main event. So Momo says, what do you two want? Sadie says, Momo, I think myself and everyone in in the crowd will agree that that was a fantastic match. However, you haven't had me as your opponent, and I'm here to show everyone what Sadie Gibbs is all about. Jamie then gets on the mic and says, to be honest... I don't think anyone really cares what Sadie Gibbs is all about. Such good hill work. Now, Momo, Tam was unfortunate and didn't win, but I guarantee when we get in the ring again that that title is going to be mine and I'm bringing it home to Odeo Tie. Do you understand? Momo says, no understand. Which was the perfect thing for her to say because the crowd was following along. They knew that they were asking for the challenge. So the fact that I don't understand, you don't, you want my belt? It, perfect perfect but i think you want a shot at my white belt right challenge challenge and jamie said yeah yeah i'm challenging you uh okay 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 you guys are strong but i accept but only one at a time
2: oh yeah yeah <laughs>
1: yeah which got another great chuckle from the audience
2: because wasn't she pointing one yeah, yeah she said one
1: one i'll be ready so bring your best i don't know when it will be but i'll be waiting
0: this match was strong and stiff all the way through, and it places Momo as a solidified champion, while also elevating Tam to a proper challenger. Agreed. Wh- while my Magic A-Ball doesn't foresee Sadie challenging for the white belt anytime soon, it is hinting that we may see Tam avenge this white belt attempt sometime in the future. Sometime. Foreshadowing. Coming in at 90 miles an hour on a pre-match interview is Jungle Kiona,
1: as she is challenging for the World of Stardom Championship against Kei And she keeps the seriousness going as she doesn't really have the normal enthusiasm for her intro. Just round and round. I'll mow you down. I'm jungle. I'm jungle. She just kind of, she just plays through it. Like, I'm ready to get into this match. Let's do it. And she says, I'm jungle. This is life-changing moment. My eyes are set on that prize. I'm taking the belt. We then shoot over to Kei who is wearing some very snazzy sunglasses. She says, it's Stardom's eighth anniversary. Well, today I, I... ah, maybe I shouldn't have these on, and takes the snazzy sunglasses off. Today, I, Keigetsu, will bring you a clean wrestling match. I want to see if Jungle Kiona can live up to her hopes and dreams. That's all. Please enjoy. At this moment, my spider senses are tingling a little bit. <laughs> no.
2: Was she overemphasizing the the clean part? Yeah, yeah. Um, a
1: little, maybe a little bit. Maybe, maybe a little, a
2: little, a little tiny bit. bit.
0: There was an amazing pre-match promo done for this on Samurai TV, which we will not be splicing in because Samurai TV already slapped our hand once. Did they? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, man. Was it a hand or was it like?
0: I got punched in the face. Oh, punch okay. got punched in the face. However, if you're good enough on the YouTube and search for this match in Samurai TV, you will find it. Yeah, check it out. It's worth it. This is the most we've seen Japanese Jack Tunney in the ring as he presents to us the wrestlers and the World of Stardom Championship for this proper main event. Confidence on the part of Kigitsu as she extends the hand for a quick pre-match handshake. Jungle accepts, and as soon as the bell rings, they go to a collar and elbow lockup that sees them tie up and roll onto the ropes.
2: But did you notice she hesitantly accepted? Oh, yeah. She wasn't even sure about that. But
0: so far, a clean wrestling match.
2: Okay, okay.
0: Jungle is now challenging Kegetsu in Greco-Roman style and Kegetsu is happy to oblige until Old Ref pounds the map for a one because her shoulders are down. Kegetsu quickly shoots up that shoulder with a look of amusement that the pin would even
1: be attempted. It's a little strange to see somebody trying to go power for power with Jungle, but Kegetsu is pulling it off fairly nicely. The ladies finally work their way up to standing
0: and start trading elbows to stiffen everything up. Jungle thought she won the exchange, but as she's running the ropes, Kagetsu follows her to trip her up to the outside. Aha. Oh, yes. yes, Still clean. Kagetsu tries to follow it up with flying to the outside, but Jungle gets to do it instead because she's done her homework. Mm-hmm. And it allows her to start getting the upper hand on Kagetsu, and return the favor for some of those earlier elbows. Kagetsu tries to come back and reestablish herself in the match, but this all belongs to Jungle right now nice splash into the corner that sees Keigetsu stumble out into the middle of the ring to have Jungle already anticipate it with a running dropkick off the ropes. Then Jungle just knocks her head off with a running clothesline into the bottom rope while Kagetsu was just laying there. Yeah,
1: at uh, least so this is the second clothesline of might that JBL would be proud of.
0: Kagetsu finally ducks out of a running charge from Jungle. Having spent the last couple of minutes trying to win clean, Keigetsu must have figured out that Jungle might be one of the few who she can't beat on the strength of wrestling alone, and punches her in the stomach with some brass knuckles.
2: You know, this This really explains uh, something that I wrote down here, because I was thinking for a good part of this was where was Kagetsu because she was really trying to be polite about this whole match. Wasn't doing much. This, you didn't notice that? No, I did.
1: I'm just confused to where the brass knuckles came from. Same here. I never saw them come out. No, and when she put them back in her top, they just disappeared <laughs> again.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: Did you notice they did a really good job? She kept them hidden until somebody distracted old ref on the outside, right? And she held him up for the crowd to see that she was using them, used them again, ducked them. By this time, old ref is done. Never actually saw the the brass knucks. They did a really good job with this spot. Kigitsu's target has now been acquired, and it's the right arm of jungle as
0: she is fixated on it. Yeah, the wrapped. It's wrapped. You can tell it's already yeah. a bit of an injury there. A couple of pointed attacks to it and she takes jungle outside for a walk around the arena
1: in an eastwardly direction. Yeah. Would this be the time that three more chairs are sent to the mm-hmm. afterlife? <laughs> I have a side note here. As Keigitsu is leading jungle
0: back up the stairs on the other side of the seating area, they pass by a dude sitting there with what looks like to be an insulated food carrier, kinda like a pizza delivery bag. Yeah. Fair. He completely ignores everything going on around him and he keeps staring at this carrier. <laughs> I don't know what's in there, but I could tell you that if it were me and Matt, we'd be cheering in the exact same seat behind some riot shields. Yeah. yeah. Kigetsu leads Jungle to the same stairwell where she hung poor Mayu—the exact same one. You might as well start carving in names into it at this point.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I, I thought that was crazy. i never expected that.
1: This is my favorite moment in this match. Kigitsu gets Jungle in an armbar, leans over. Uh-huh. Into the entranceway. yeah, Kind of dangling out over nothing. Not only does that look amazing, but did you notice, for some reason, Old Ref says, you know, you can only do this for five seconds. You're outside the ring. Doesn't matter, right? Why was he doing this? He's got a hold of Kigitsu, making sure she doesn't fall to her death. Right. They put it, they built it up in a storyline and made it look like he was, you know, doing the rules when really he helped set up this spot All three of them. Also, Natsuko's ducked under jungle at the last second, if you notice that. They're all making sure nobody falls and make this spot look amazing.
0: Yeah, for the love of all that is holy, why wasn't there a shirt made
1: from this moment? Right? (laughs) There should be. It looked really good. And kudos to all four of these people. For pulling this off and making an awesome moment.
2: I noted here that Kagetsu has shown in this match that there's no limit to her imagination when it comes to torture devices around the arena, including the arena itself.
1: Yeah, we recently talked about somebody being an innovator of violence and coming up with new moves and stuff. Kagetsu, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I need to hang somebody. I need to hang myself. (laughs) I need to hang myself by using someone else's arm.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Hey, look, a ledge. Good opportunity.
0: Yeah. Old Ref here obviously has no fear either as he just started walking over
1: the concrete barrier like he could yeah. walk on air. Yeah, like I said, he, he got into position quickly, made sure nobody got hurt. It looked awesome.
2: You know what, though? I have to give it to Jungle as well because she was playing a lot of head games.
0: Yeah. Miss Yuri starts announcing to get out of the way and then starts doing the count over the PA. Mm-hmm. Old Ref has had enough as K gets through and rolls Jungle back in at 10. Yeah. Off the top for a stomp, and Keigitsu is still targeting that arm that she tried to rip off earlier in a drive-by assault. Jungle finds it in her to lift Keigitsu up with that one arm by itself. Yeah. Oh my god. That was impressive.
2: Spin? Yeah. Wasn't that the same arm she was working on, too? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: that was impressive.
0: But Keigitsu reverses with a modified code breaker to get armbar number 76 back in. Jungle finally makes it to the ropes after they are both up. Keigitsu gets rejected out of doing a choke slam. This allows Jungles to get a chance to get back at the, on the offense. The absolute drop kick of the night was during this as the camera was set up perfect and caught all of Jungle digging into the back of Keigetsu's head. Yeah. Just in time for the Olympics in Tokyo, it's the hammer throw with Jungle setting the yeah. standard. So good. <laughs> Such a good spot. A failed pin from that and Jungle lays in the head scissors choke and Keigetsu tries to roll it away as she's having trouble breaking out of it. She finally makes it to the ropes, and they are back on their feet as Jungle starts woman-handling Kegetsu. Up top, and Jungle comes in flying, but it's straight to Kagetsu's knees, and she is down. Like, legit flew on this spot, yeah, too. She
2: yeah. got some height. But, you know, you know, I'm interested to see what you could splice in for this one, because I had to watch this one a few times just to catch Jungle's face the moment that she hit the knees mm-hmm. and just kind of bounced off of them. Because the, the look was one of regret. <laughs> I immediately
1: so, regretted this. So,
2: so I wrote here, uh, I'm wondering if Waldo can splice where he captures the exact moment when Jungle has regrets. Or just after that painful shot up her body into her brain when her face just owes. But the pain on her face said it all.
0: Kegetsu is the first one up, and she does a lot of stuff in a short amount of time to get Jungle up for a quick Mishinoku driver. It's followed with a chokeslam and a straight foot to the throat. Showing a little bit of frustration, Kegetsu lands another Mishinoku driver to Jungle, setting her up in the corner. Kegetsu isn't even all the way up before Jungle is back on her feet and sending Kegetsu back down to the mat. It was just enough offense to slow down Kegetsu for a breather. But as Keigetsu tries to come back from it, Jungle starts laying her out with some stiff lariats. Yeah. She looks to be coming in for another one, but Keigetsu manages to get a foot up and kick her in the arm. Yeah. This sees Jungle take the tape off and proper lay Keigetsu out. This clothesline,
1: like I said, the other two were amazing. This one, she she flipped Keigetsu completely. 360 degrees. Dropped her down. Body slam in the middle of the ring and Jungle
0: can clearly land a top rope splash as she looks like she's had room to spare if she had actually jumped for it. Yeah, I had to rewind here because I've never seen a pin break up that turned into an arm breaker. This no. looked pretty painful. Yeah, They rolled around for a little bit and Jungle finally makes the ropes. Kegitsu catches her breath and has a bone to pick with physics apparently.
1: Yeah, it looks like Keigetsu went for the Yoshi Tonic, that move that was a hot contention. I'm still looking at you there, fan. I think it's tech, whatever. You know who you are. She looked like she was going for that Yoshi Tonic that Starlight likes to do, but rolled all the way through, and then again to pull her up for almost a small package kind of looking thing. Jungle counters a Herakurana into a power bomb. We say
0: it every time Jungle appears on a show, but the amount of strength on this lady is amazing. Yeah. Then she picks her up to do it again.
1: Yes. After the power bomb, the, the pin attempt, when Keigetsu kicks out at two, mm-hmm. did you notice Old Ref's face? He's even tired at this point. Yes. He thought it was over. They hook, line, and sinker. Everybody thought this was the end of the match. Going for a gut power bomb, Kagetsu gets the
0: mist in the eyes of jungle. And with Old Ref not looking, she hits round two. With her eyes burning, Keigetsu lays her out in the corner for an Oedo coaster, and then pulls her up for the back body drop that gets the three for Kegetsu in 21:37 for her sixth successful defense of the World of Stardom Championship. Post-match,
1: Japanese Jack Tunney is in and out quickly with the red belt. This match was phenomenal. And again, not judging it based off the last match. Jungle looks amazing. They proved that Kegetsu had to cheat to beat her. She used the brass knucks. She used some outside stuff. She hit her with the mist. Small complaint. Just a small complaint, and it's only because, you know, I'm nitpicking at this point. I wish the arm had something to do with the finish. That's just a small complaint. Because they told such a good story of the arm throughout the entirety of this match that I expected it to have something to do with the final. But the fact that they went with the cheating still follows the story, so I'm not really complaining. I think it's the case
0: of too many plots waters everything down.
1: But it still ended up being amazing. Both ladies put it all out there. Like I said, we said it a couple times. I understand the fans, the pain of Jungle Kiona fans. Because she puts on amazing matches. And to just never get that last three that you want her to get, you know. It's tough.
2: These two were were really, they were not giving up. It was a fun match to watch. I saw that Kagitsu; She kept getting recharged and picking up steam throughout the match. Which was fun to watch because it comes out in in spurts. But when it, it comes out, it's high energy. Yeah. But overall, it was a great match. I uh, really enjoyed the intensity of both competitors and the creativity <laughs> of Kigitsi around the, around the ring and in the arena.
0: This match is the template of what Matt and I consider a 5 star match. Mm-hmm. It built logically all the way through the match with a clear face and heel. Both ladies are always phenomenal and possess incredible strength. It's matches like this that make me sad that Jungle hasn't had a chance to carry a singles championship yet. Mm-hmm. This is obviously my match of the night.
1: We'll get into match of the night a little bit later because after this match is over, Keigitsu gets on the mic and says, Shinkiba, uh, I, I mean, Kory <laughs> how you doing? It's my sixth defense. Jungle, did you really think I'd wrestle a clean match, you idiot? Hazuki, come up here. I want to put my title on the line against you. What do you say? Oh, my bones, they are ready. I am ready. Azuki says, I'm surprised you nominate me, but there's no reason for me to refuse. You more than anyone know that I have changed. Everything you taught me, I'll use to beat you. I'm even more ready now. Hey, Aotani, it's your 8th anniversary so so you can close the show. She hands Mayu the mic, and Mayu does the most Mayu thing of all. Mayu drops the mic <laughs> before picking it up and saying, thank you. You really like Mayu, huh? And she keeps poking and prodding at kegetsu as they're doing this.
2: Did she drop the mic or did Kigitsu drop the mic? That's
1: what I thought first is maybe kegetsu was healing it up. But yeah. now I watched it back. Mayu had the mic in her hand. Oh. She just dropped it. She then leads them in the stars and do the star symbol. Everybody close. Apparently that disease was transferred from Mayu to kegetsu kegetsu accidentally throws up the stars until now. and Izuki admonish her and force her to throw up the O real quick. I just want to say this.
0: We're about a year away. Yep,
1: I know. So we get to the end of the show, and they close it out with the stars chant, and that's the end of the 8th anniversary show. This was a really good night, a really good show. Before we get into more about the show, let's get get this out of the way. So, Waldo, who was your heel of the night? It was a tough call, but
0: my heel of the night would have to be Saki. She was hardly in their match and wrestled less than the injured Mayu. Who came back at the behest of the fans to represent the company's flagship show on its eighth anniversary despite her recent and still career threatening injury? She put the burden of stars winning a match on Mayu despite being fully healed up. This has to be
1: an entirely new low for her. I didn't hear what he said. Uh, Doctor the Wife, who's your heel of the night? <sighs>
2: My heel of the Night has to go to Mari Apache. She hugged Natsumi <laughs> and then threw her butt on the ground. I found that pretty funny.
1: I have Mari for the exact same reason. How can one help their daughter win a gauntlet match? Do this awesome thing. Pick them up off the ground, hug them, and just discard and it them. Was the and then potatoes. run away. Run yeah. away. Can't even call her on it. Both of them great wrestlers, and with Stardom moving forward, we are definitely going to miss them. Yeah, that's the other reason that Mary gets a little bit of heel of the night. How are you going to leave me when, I, when, we're, when we're finding you and we're You fans? know,
2: I should say that, because yeah. I'm just finding her as a fan. Yeah.
1: Um. So, my match of the night is clearly Tam and Momo. Nothing against the main event, but Tam and Momo, like I said, they the two of them could wrestle me and make it look good. So, when you put them in there against each other, that... He was talking about the five-stardom match. This was a 10-stardom match for me. I'm giving it to both these ladies. And I love the white belt. It's kind of my favorite belt. Dr. The Wife, what was your match of the night?
2: Overall, this show was pretty good. The pace was great from beginning to end. But I have to give the match of the night to Jungle versus Kagitsu. They started slow, built up the intensity Ooh. throughout the match. They were not giving up. And Kigitsu's show of energy was shocking at times. Ooh. Because it would be intense, high-velocity spurts. Lots of creativity. It was fun to watch. But it made me think of the commercial for the trick cereal. You ever see that?
1: You can say it. We just can't. Spicy.
2: Oh, okay, okay. So it made me think of, uh no, no, tricks are for kids. And then she walks away. Waldo,
1: I think we already know your match tonight. the night. Yeah, you kind def- of spoiled it. 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 it was already the main event. I, it, everything Boo. was right about. Boo this man. Overall, the Damn show and was... Momo.
0: Shut up. <laughs> 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 Overall, the show as a whole uh wonderful success great show all the way through stardom seems to be on the glide path to success in the future there was an obvious shuffling prior to the anniversary show my injury a few weeks back changed a lot but stardom didn't have to go back and change the card and posters because of presumptuous advertising as a fan i am confident that i would have left this show on a high and i can easily recommend this show to the 228 subscribers that we have as of this recording. Thank you all so much for the support here at Face for Wrestling.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, not to take away from the first three matches, because they were okay for what they were, but these four final matches from the six-woman tag of S.T.A.R.S. and QQ, Viper and Utami, Tam Momo, Kigetsu Jungle, you could have put these as main events for any show, any company, and nobody would be mad. The fact that you got these four matches... Back to back to back to back, and it's what two years later now, and you're still feeling some of the ramifications from these matches in Stardom is amazing. So, having said that, Matt, mm-hmm. I was just
0: thinking about it, and this show's running kind of long for us for yeah. what we normally do. So, I'm thinking that we may actually drop a little bit of bonus content this month. What's that? So, what we're gonna do here in a maybe a couple of days, uh, about a week after this drops. Mm-hmm. You and I will come back and have this planned in the back, uh, the main event playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about how significant this show was, mm-hmm. setting up, moving forward for the next two years. I'm okay with that.
1: Shouldn't take too long. No, just a quick little 15, 10, 15 minute video. Yep. Again, like he said, our 228 eight. subscribers out there, if you have not seen this show, go watch the show. It was really good. So that's it for me, Waldo. I'm
0: Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. Be sure to catch us on all the usual places within social media, at Facebook Wrestling, on the Twitter and Facebook, also at Dr. The Wife Now. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing.
2: Wait a minute. Yes, you can catch me at Dr. The Wife Now, but also take a look at our Instagram at Facebook Wrestling as well.
0: You can catch the audio version of this episode on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to stutter kick the subscribe button here on the YouTube. As always, check out www.stardom-world.com. Or you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 in a month. How much? 920! Not very much. Don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good.